Well, I'm not running to the chopper. I'm listening to Sean Geek Podcast on SeanMcKinsey.ca. Do it now! Welcome to the Sean Geek and Fast podcast with your host, me, Sean Geek. And uh, tonight we have a uh, interview with Uncle Sinner. Hello. Hi, how you doing? I'm not too bad. Um, enjoying this fine weather we have here. It's uh, minus 80 for anyone who is listening from somewhere other than Winnipeg. Yeah, I don't think people understand our, our, our weather out here. I, I, I've described it many times and... In, in, People are like, are you sure? <laughs> I, I don't think we understand it either. I was I was shoveling my driveway because, you know, it's important to impose uh, order on those parts of the universe that we can control this morning. And uh, there's an old guy who's like 70 years old. He stops by. He's like, it's a nice day, isn't it? And I, <laughs> I've already gone inside once because my hands went numb. And then I went back and got my proper garbage mitts, which I should have gotten in the first place. Oh, yeah. And um, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? It's sunny. He's like, yeah, sunny. <laughs> <laughs> Minus 22. But and it's like, yeah, it's look at that. <laughs> you've been around for a while and you've kind of been um, you kind of been the kind of always part of kind of the Winnipeg culture, I find. But I didn't discover you till you showed up on uh, on Sam's Witch Police Radio and uh you know, I, I listen uh, period. I listen to a show quite a bit and just to find new music. And when you popped on, I'm like, I was really, really surprised that I hadn't heard of you before because like your style is, that's exactly what I listen to. That's, that's the stuff I like. And how have I never heard of you before? Um, so how come I haven't heard of you before? Is there? A, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, the simplest answer is maybe it's, I'm just not very good, right? I mean, we can't, I'm just saying we can't discount the fact that I might not be very good. Uh, another possibility is that I'm just terrible at self-promotion. Uh, I did, and I'm getting some help with that uh, from, from my son now, but, you know, back 12 years ago, whenever this thing started, um, it was, you know, we just sort of relied on word of mouth and things like MySpace and, and, and then Facebook and, yep. and, you know, people uh, in Greece posting videos uh, on YouTube, right, that ended up getting like 100,000 hits. And so it just sort of interest was generated globally, but in order to generate interest locally, to uh, reach the, uh, the Sean and Todd and the mcginnities of the world Am oh, I you, right? oh you got it oh right Ooh. i'm impressed um, <laughs> <laughs> wait for your pizza um, you have to you have to play shows and um and i've, I've done a couple but um yeah i don't get asked to play shows a lot and that and that's just a function i think of people not really knowing me uh very very well or um it just could be that i'm an, a raging arsehole i mean i can't again <laughs> simplest answer is i might just be a dick um 
but I don't know. I think I'm a goddamn delight. I um, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think so. Uh, by the way, this is my brother Todd. Hi there. Uh, hey, Todd. Sorry, uh, my apologies. I uh, I put my phone on airplane mode because I hate getting those pop ups when I was playing my game and I forgot to put it back on. And then I came to the computer and went, "Ah, you guys are on already." <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Sean told me that you're a narcoleptic and you frequently fall asleep in the middle of sentences. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's actually, that's, that's actually kind of true. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can fall asleep anywhere. I can sleep easily. I, sleep, sleep is not, uh, not one of my strengths in life. It takes, it takes, it takes, some, uh, it takes some work to get me, myself to sleep. Oh, that's too bad. Well, I mean, you know, it happens eventually, but uh, <laughs> eventually it makes you a little bit crazy after a while. If I try to it read make... in bed, like within two minutes, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, what I find is sometimes I'll just watch a movie that I've seen like, you know, 15 times and, mm -hmm. and that'll bore me to the point where I'll start to drift off. Anyway, you yeah. didn't. Hear What's your favorite movie to uh, to drift off to? I I really like uh, the No Direction Home documentary on Bob Dylan, and I also like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I find that something something really comforting about that insanity. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I that that one gets me going. If anything. Um. Well, I mean, it would stop getting you going after ten times. I think. Oh. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably don't want to hear about my sleep hygiene although i mean you could say that part of the sound is uh you know born of agitation right well I mean, there, there's, there's definitely agitation to it yeah there's definitely something there that uh i i couldn't put my finger on it so when, when i listened to sam's episode with you and i'm like i was trying to put my finger on like what what is this music that i'm hearing and i was hearing like little bits of like Oh, I don't know, uh, little bits of like Tom Waits or, or Johnny Cash, or I could even hear like some Stomp and Tom in there, and and just a whole well, bunch that's, of different... a, that's a new one, but okay, sure. Yeah. But I was hearing all these things that for me are Canadiana. Uh, I know your music's kind of described as Americana, which is kind of mm -hmm. interesting, but I don't know. This is this is me growing up. Like we grew up in New Brunswick. And I can hear even bits of that in there, like the music from back there. And there's just all these kind of little tidbits of just Canada in there that that's really good, but it doesn't just sound Canadian. It's got a kind of a global sound to it. So I don't know. It's there's bits of Celtic stuff in there. There's bits of it, it's, it's very unique. And I don't know anybody that quite sounds like you then right away. That's like, no, this is great. Like that's, that's what stands out about that music. So. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, I think I make a conscious effort to not try and sound like I'm from Kentucky, um, yeah. even though I may be playing songs from Kentucky and, you know, music from the Appalachian region. I mean, it will have Irish influences. It, sure. There's a lot of blues uh, in my, in my music. Um, but I sort of like that, uh, that, no man's land between uh, country and blues, you know, yes. so I can like Johnny Cash plus uh, Sun House, right? Oh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Sun House, um, there you go. Yeah, you know what? That's that's in there too. I, I, I yeah, like I, I aspire to, um, and, and I don't think that I, I get there, but I mean, certainly in, in live performance and, and even just 
I mean, a lot of my recordings are fairly live and that I'd, I try not to do a lot of takes because then it sort of sucks the life and fun out of it. Um, so I'm usually sort of making it up a little bit. And what I love about Sun House is that there's a sort of trance that he goes into, right? I mean, it's very shamanic and you can feel, you feel his energy coming off of him. And again, I'm not, I'm not Sun House and I'm, I'm never going to be, but if, um, if you can believe everything that you're saying because you connect to it, then that's for the people who can connect to that as well. They're going to come along for a ride and they're going to, and they're going to really, they're going to really have a good musical experience from that. Right? Yeah. It's that, it's that honesty. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I know what you're saying. There's some artists that just, it's kind of paint by numbers what's coming across, but that's not what's coming from you. Yeah, well, I'm not great on any instrument. I mean, maybe the better on banjo than I am on guitar. Like, I'm kind of lazy, but um, for me, it's more about the the, the complete experience and, and the the goal. And and I don't, again, I don't know that I ever really get there is to sort of get in people's heads, right? So that when you know you rise, they rise. When you go low they go low it's just the sort of symbiotic relationship with whoever is listening to you uh, at the time i mean I, i've gone to concerts like that and just been floored because you know it just it just it doesn't seem to be any separation between yourself and what you're listening to um i know um when i was just i was getting the kids down as i mentioned beforehand and uh, i i i'll be honest i had a really shitty day at work <laughs> And uh, once I get the kids down, I put the earbuds in and just put some of your stuff on. And the the, the trance thing, it it's it's very true. I was able to just close my eyes and just just focus on on the music and just I just kind of fell in, you know, fell in and just able to just I don't know. It was uh, uh, shamanistic is probably a good way to describe it, but I just kind of I don't know that. And right from the first time I heard heard you, it was, it was it, that's what it was. It was okay. This isn't music. This is an experience. Um, so can you describe the recording process? Because I'm I'm really really fascinated with that. Todd's a Todd's a studio engineer. He doesn't like being called that, but he oh, is. No. I, I, I'd kind of like to a, hear. I've got a gear guy. Okay, <laughs> we can talk gear a little bit. But I'm I'm curious how you put it together because there's. I don't know. The, there, there's a sound and a mystique there that I kind of wouldn't mind you breaking out. Sure. Um, well, I mean, so the the first album I, I didn't record that was recorded by my uh, my late friend Matt, um, and that was just a simple like you know rent a Neumann mic and uh, recorded into Pro Tools. And I mean, the sound on the first album is is kind of hit and miss. Okay. Um, but for Let the Devil In and Trouble of This World, uh, I have an eight track reel to reel that I use. Oh, um, reel yeah. to reel. Oh, oh. yeah. So maybe some of the, uh, the mojo can be attributed to, to that. And I don't use any noise reduction. Um, and I don't really compress a lot prior to. So, so I have to, I put it on the tape and then I, I run it from the tape into like a, an external sound card and then I, I mix it on the computer. Okay. And so, 
you know, if there's a lot of hiss and something, it's probably because I recorded it wrong. <laughs> um, but you can take it down a little bit by just like bringing the, the high EQ down a bit. And um, yeah, just some little tricks like, uh, uh, you know, gallows pull. I get I got a real crunchy sound out of gallows pull. Oh, yeah. And um, that suits me off the last album. And that's that's just achieved by having like a 10 watt amp cranked all the way to 10 uh, and uh, you know it doesn't have to be a fancy guitar like i have a, like a squire telecaster that's it, it's a piece of crap but it's got it for like a hundred bucks <laughs> but um but you play it loud enough and you, and i stick like one um one microphone in front of the amp and one behind facing the back of the amp and i have a little polarity uh reversal switch so that i don't get phasing issues on a preamp so i've got a vacuum tube preamp that powers my microphones right and i and I, and for let the devil in i had rented a, a a vacuum tube preamp so it's a lot of old equipment that um, kind of maybe helps get a sound that's different than just you know another album recorded with the standard plugins on onto someone's computer and some people can do that and it sounds great like i'm not i'm not trying to uh uh what's uh, can i say shit talk like i'm not trying oh, yeah. to shit talk uh, <laughs> you know, record digitally i mean if anything i admire anyone who can make that sound good because every time i do it sounds like just absolute balls like i just there's no there's no life to it um and i yeah. think that that's just more a learning how to EQ and, and maybe having a few plugins for it. Saying that that's pretty cool. Like if you can, uh, especially when you're, you're using the, the tape, um, it's, I mean, when we would just record, just Sean and I just, this was before, you know, four tracks or whatnot. We just had basically a radio with the speaker, about the size of a pinhole and you're trying to get good sound out of it. Um, <laughs> uh, but you've you went step up from that like you went right to the the tape uh, yeah it's half inch tape it's like 230 dollars for a reel but you can still get new tape for it and um a reel is about 30 minutes so i don't really have any outtakes um <laughs> and, and it's probably warmer sounding too it's not so sterile like if you were to put a mic like without the preamp for the, your your like the tube uh, i guess the tube is must help help your sound uh to be a little bit warmer than if you were just to put a mic in front of it through a mixer into a recorder, you know, it yeah. just kind of gives it a little bit more body to it. Yeah. And you can absolutely make that, you can make it sound bad. Like it's completely possible to make it not sound warm. I mean, some of, some of what, what I hear as warmth is just cutting out some of the, the mid frequencies a little bit and that makes it sound nicer to my ears, but everyone's different. Yeah. Yeah, that 1K is, is hard on the ears. <laughs> if you go. Oh, yeah, for me, it's like 1800 for my voice. It's got to come down. That's, yeah. Uh, maybe I wasn't gifted with the most beautiful voice. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it does what it does uh, at this point. And I, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. I'm not, I'm not seeking to change it. But uh, it's What's also probably not going, it's probably not going to win me any, um, you know. Well, it makes it unique to you. Awards. Yeah, yeah, it has it has to be you. If it's not you, then it's not you. <laughs> if you want to make it, you know, something that you know that it isn't. But the the way that you've recorded it, um, yeah, the warmth and everything is is there. 
Yeah, and I try to get a mix between like, you know, my, my voice is, it will break when I sing hard, but I can also try and sing soft. I mean, Dave Van Ronk used to do that. I, you know, he would sing sort of really hard and then sort of sweet sometimes. And I like, I like it when singers can, can do both. And if they're singing hard, I don't want it to be like too over the top. You know, like I love Tom Waits and, and I grew up listening to Tom Waits. Um, I, but I, you know, I think like I love Gun Street Girl when he's sort of singing around his uh, vocal damage a bit. I mean, it's fine. It's great when he like goes full out too. But um, some of his ballads, like on his last album, New Year's Eve, he's trying to, he's trying to do his best with what he has left. And I just <laughs> find that really, I find that really compelling. Well, it adds some real life to it. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's just really, you can, he's pulling it off. He pulls it off really well. Uh, that was, geez, I guess that was 10 years ago now was his last new album anyway. So what, so when you're recording, so you're, you're doing everything yourself. Is that my understanding? I, I tried not to do too much research. So I thought it's better for you to tell a story than Wikipedia or, you know, talking to somebody else, like, what's are you because i there, there's always a beat and mm -hmm. then there's a guitar or two or a banjo or or whatever like are you doing it one one track at a one track at a time all yourself I, i'm assuming right yeah it's not always one track at a time there are some times when it's just necessary for me to be completely in sync so if it's like a solo banjo piece it's best if i if everything's in sync uh so if i recorded the vocals separately then that that could lead to some sort of disconnection issues mm, um you know i I'll, I'll i'll have i start out an album with a usually a list of like 12 to 14 songs and i'll have ideas about what instruments they go with and um in terms of whether i do it myself you know, the last one I did all myself, the one before Let the Devil In, my kid sort of helped uh, with the mixer a little bit, you know, just getting the uh, the levels right. And, you know, we sort of uh, teamed up for that. And, and now, because uh, my son's, you know, he's in his early 20s and he's uh, a talented musician in his own right. Um, most of the time I'll know what, what a song needs, but... Um, Sometimes in the mixing process, we'll talk about like what else could be added. Sometimes not much. Sometimes things are best just kept to uh, the beat, which is, you know, and let the devil in is just us stomping the yep. floor. Yep. Uh, that's what I, we'll, that's what I figured. I heard that that's got to be just pounding on the floor, which sounds so fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. And, and so I moved uh, houses and I didn't have the, the lovely, like I didn't want to, set up my recording stuff uh, upstairs so it's downstairs and on a basement floor you can't do the same stomp so i got one of those wooden cajon oh, boxes nice. and it it creates pretty much the exact same sound yeah uh, so i i just like that sort of heartbeat yeah uh, and and sometimes we you know can vary it up and there'll be tambourines or you know uh more complicated hand claps but um so in general that's the process and some some songs have guitar and banjo some are just guitar some are just banjo. right so you're obviously multi-tracking there 
Yep. And uh, yeah, I think, you know, a lot of it is multi-tracked because I, I'll, <laughs> this amused um, one musician who I, who did some bass on uh, an album I did called Star Thistle, which is, I will actually record a metronome track onto okay. the, because uh, I have like one of my eight tracks on my eight track recorder is shit. And it's like just his tone, right? Like it's this, the, the head is worn. But it doesn't matter if it's just the metronome track because it can hiss all oh, yeah. it likes and sure. I'm just not going to put it on the, uh, I'm not going to digitize it. So I start out with a metronome track and then that keeps me uh, on time because, you know, everyone's rhythm can wander a little oh, bit. Sure. And then I multi-track and then I mix and then I, I run the mixes by my son. It's like, you know, might have some... Uh, uh, comments about what could be brought out front or panned differently i mean it's it's collaboration um so that that's the general process and and mastering i just sort of did myself for uncle sinner when did you what was your first how old were you when you first discovered that you wanted to create music like was it something did something inspire you to say you know what i want to do that that's something that, uh, or you heard a song and said, you know, I could probably do something like that. I mean, I've always wanted, I've always been very drawn to music and listened to music as a pastime, even, uh, you know, ages of two, three, four, I would just sit and listen to like Elvis records, you know, the bluesy ones, um, mm -hmm. and that sort of stuff. And then, so I, but when did I start thinking that I wanted to do it? I mean, I, I love to sing along. I've always loved to sing. And then I guess I was 12 or 13 when I started trying to play guitar. Um, and then, you know, banjo came when I was more like 18. Um, but, so uh, you know, I, it was mostly just uh, stuff that we did uh, with friends. I mean, I didn't, I didn't have any ambition to well i mean i, I guess maybe deep secret parts of myself uh you know hoped to be a successful musician one day but uh, you know the world beat that out of me and thank god for that <laughs> thank did god you for that wow did, did you play a lot of house like did you play any like house parties and stuff you just kind of sit in and play with everyone else yeah i mean so most of my friends were also musicians i mean i don't know that we played for audiences so much as just like the assembled group of friends and you know some of them weren't musicians um and you know i when i was in my early 20s i i i think i had more uh performance anxiety like stage fright um so i ended up having a kid quite young and um and it's sort of like I kept at it with music uh, and, and learning music, but I, I didn't really, didn't really think about recording music in any serious way. Like I'd made, re you know, bad reel to reel recordings with like an old crappy four track uh, and cassette tapes. Of course, I'd recorded cassette tapes just to hear what you sound like. Sure. But um, yeah, it wasn't until I was in my, you know, early thirties. And I met someone who was like, Oh yeah, I can record you on my computer. It sounds pretty good. And I was like, okay, let's try that. And that's what ended up being, you know, ended up going towards the first uncle center album. 
that's when the creativeness came out and figured, well, I'm going to just keep, once you heard the first recording, it's like, yeah, just going to keep writing type thing. Well, um, yes and no. I mean, a lot of the music I release, even on the last album, like many of them are songs that I've played for a long time. Uh, some of them, I guess less so. I mean, the first album was a lot of songs that I've been carrying around with me for over a decade. Uh, you know, some more recent. There was a couple where I I just go over to Matt's house and be like, "Hey, I learned this song, uh, Poor Pilgrim of Sorrow. I don't think I've played it through all the way, but just you know, hit record and let's see what happens." And that's you know, that's how we recorded that song. There are a couple of tunes like that where I would just learn them that day and we would record it. But um, I mean, for the most part, I'm drawing on stuff that uh, I've heard for a while, and they're. They're traditional songs, but then I'll sort of rewrite them usually. Yeah. Uh, and there's some fully original ones, like you know the song "Let the Devil In" is, I guess, the most popular one on Spotify. It does it does pretty well, and that's not based on any traditional song. It just has the same sound, right? It's yeah. the same feel. So you never carried like a little recorder with you and figured, you know, something popped in your head and went, "Oh, I got to, you know, record something." something on the recorder just so that i have it so that you don't lose it because i mean you can come up with something oh that was great and then five minutes later like how did that go again i forget <laughs> by the time you get to your friend's place it's like ah crap <laughs> i forgot mm, yeah that doesn't i mean if it's good enough i'll remember it um and i did have a, the the reel to reel i got when i was like the the crappy reel to reel yeah the one i use now that i've had that since i was i think 16 so if i really had something that I was anxious about forgetting, then then I would do that. And, you know, uh, well, how long have I had a cell phone? I don't know, since like 2006, 2007. I mean, cell phones now, you can do a quick voice memo. Thank God for that. Yeah. I, I think I've lost, I've lost more songs that I've written that I lost because I didn't have anything with me, right? Like this new generation, like they just, okay, you know, they, like they know, like they can just record really quick. They can save an idea. Like I, I've lost, I've lost too much music for, you know, being an older guy. Yeah. It's funny. Well, things though, things do kick around in my head um, for a while. Sometimes, you know, just lines, uh, lines that I want to sing in a song and I don't necessarily have like the, um, you know, Larry David style uh, Brown book of like every thought that he doesn't want to forget. <laughs> yes, yeah. It could be, you know, could be something funny. Great reference, uh, reference by the way. Uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, if a line is really good, I'll remember it and, and not, well, you know, easy come, easy go, I guess. But I guess you want to, um, you want to honor those times when your antenna is working and uh, not have it go to waste. Cause I think, uh, you know, if you write songs, you probably are aware that there's a certain feeling you get where you, you feel like something could come out of you. Right. Yeah. And you're just receptive to something and that things are coming out of your subconscious or whatever that, that are worth taking note of. That you know, when it clicks. Yeah. You gotta be gotta be in the mood yeah uh, no, it's very i mean true. there are people who just you know leonard cohen sat at a desk from like 
you know, seven in the morning till three and, and worked on songs, but, you know, I, I just re rely on vibes and mood. And uh, when, when, when the mood isn't there, it's never been my inclination to, to make it happen. I've woken up and go and, and dreamt of a, of a song and got up and, and kind of did my own little version of it in the recorder. And then later on, I'd listen to it and I'd be like, what the hell was that? <laughs> it didn't make any sense whatsoever. I know it was always half in a dream state again and there was stuff missing out of it, but. Well, one of the guys I grew up with, like he, he wrote a song like that. He, he, he dreamed that he dreamt the song and uh, it ended up being, you know, pretty good song. So it can happen. Sometimes though you dream a song and you, you, you try and transcribe it and then two days later you figure out like what song it was that you were stealing from in your dream right oh, that's yeah. that happened the, there was that story uh I don't, I don't know if you're a beatles fan or not uh i am but I, you uh, gotta respect the songwriting if nothing else i'm a huge fan of the songwriting that's yeah. that's what it is for me but paul mccartney was saying how yesterday the song yesterday he just he dreamt it and he's like no this can't like this isn't my song. This is obviously someone else's song because the melody is way too familiar. And then he ran it by John and like, do you know what this song is? Like, and he sang it to him. He goes, no, man, I've never heard the song before. And he's like, this has got to be someone else's song. Like it's, it's, I, I can't come up with this. It's too good. And then he just, he kind of sat with it for a while and eventually just played it out. And I guess they recorded it or whatever. And that's how that song came. It just, it was fully formed, you know, like those moments, like, have you had a moment like that where you just came over the song going, hold like, this can't be mine. No, I'm not that good. <laughs> oh, come on. Well, I mean, I'm not bad. I just, uh, yeah. it, it all seems like everything I do seems very possible uh, to me. Okay. I mean, if I had dreamt uh, yesterday or Eleanor Rigby, I would yeah. absolutely have that same thought process. Sure. Those are just from a melodic and lyrical point of view. I mean, Paul McCartney is just incredible. I know that George is the hipster favorite, but yes. I mean, when you're talking songwriting, I think I think we have to give it up for Paul. Yeah, I, I have to. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm on, I've been on a Beatles kick for the last three months where I'm just every day, a little bit of Beatles every day. Well, good news. There's now eight hours of Beatles footage for you to watch. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I just started. <laughs> I've been watching that. Oh, it's it's good. Um, but like, what's 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 your what's your plans? I guess post COVID or during COVID to get mm. anything on on the burners. Well, post COVID, I guess what I could do is I could rent uh, a place. You know, uh, like xqs or you know somewhere small yeah. um i don't the park theater is very very big and i would you know then you're charging your friends and family largely to come and watch you play um there are i mean i, I do know a, a couple of winnipeg musicians and, and you know i've talked with um reverend rambler a little bit and we you know we, we'd like to do a show together so that that could happen um, that's, that's a good combo right there for sure yeah 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 he he would uh I, like i told uh which police radio you know like he's the closer i'll 
I'll, I'll <laughs> knock them down and you can set them back up again. Nice. Um, um, there's that kid that 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 local kid Nick Dyson. I don't know if you've if you've heard of him, but no. um, I think you should check him out. Um, there's something about his style that that's reminiscent of yours. Um, and he's just a young a young guy, but he's got he's got soul in those songs that just you know it it oh. comes from somewhere. He's he's an old soul, and I don't, I don't know. There's something about because there's an old timey sound to your to your stuff, right? Um, kind of right from from you know from the earth itself and he ha- kind of has that same thing and to me i was thinking a, a double bill of the two of you guys would be like just would be epic i'll i'll check him out and and reach out to him I'm, you know i asked reverend rambler how he gets his gigs and he he just gets asked to play so you know the times will ask him to play or in park theater will ask him to play and that and that's that's good i just don't have those those same connections, connections right well, you know, uh, Sam, Sam is connected up the wazoo. And thank goodness for Sam. I, I think I must have, I think I probably reached out to him. Uh, yeah. So like the, the, you know, said, hey, dear Sam, you are Winnipeg's number one <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yep. you, you may not have heard of me. Uh, I promise I'm not an evangelical Christian. Uh, let's do a show. <laughs> Based on the name, yeah yeah i mean what is that what is this guy so so you approached him to be on the show i think so i think so because he's over the moon uh for the music for sure he and i talk uh offline like all the time and we're like what about that uncle sinner guy huh and yeah, uh, well i mean maybe maybe i'll do a show and and maybe all the podcasters of winnipeg will come <laughs> well I, mass. well at least you the three of you well, yeah, <laughs> so there's three tickets there. There you go. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, Sam reached out to me. Uh, well, I, I listened to his show and we, we talk all the time offline. And um, I, I was asking him, like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, like how do I not know about s- somebody with that sound? Because this is like, my, you know, my pocket. And um, we just started talking about it. And he's like, like, he was like, this guy's got to be bigger, like, I don't know what to do, but this guy's going to be bigger because the, the sound is just so unique. And we just kind of chatting back and forth. And um, and then uh, I, I I said, I, I should just get Uncle Sinner on my show. And, he's, and, you know, and he's like, OK, I'm like, OK, what? We'll do it. OK, <laughs> I'll do it. You know, and I thought you might be because I, I, when I hear the sound, I, I kind of think that you're kind of up here. No, no. And uh, uh, I didn't know how approachable you'd be. I'm a goddamn delight. Um, <laughs> I comport myself at all. That times. will be the name Funky of this episode. A goddamn delight. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I've applied. You know, I think one of the good ways for people to hear about me would be like getting on some smaller uh, folk festivals and then maybe larger folk sure. festivals. I've certainly applied for for all the major ones. I just, uh, you know, I haven't. Uh, it hasn't happened yet but that's you know i haven't given up either no no well i don't know i'm gonna spread the word because if i like something i tell everybody about it till they tell me to shut up so <laughs> I'll, I'll keep going Good but um th- this has been great but uh i i do need to go um yep. if 
are you are you working on a new album or anything or is there anything coming up because if you got something coming up a show and you just want to drop in on the show and and pitch it on on our podcast at any time i got all the respect for you mm, i appreciate that i don't have any uh shows right now like i've just been doing uh instagram yep. for free live streams for people yeah, uh, i watched a bunch of them <laughs> Did you? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, for sure. I didn't catch them live because I I missed them, but I was watching them today. Well, that's okay. Well, you owe me a lot of emojis. Um, (laughs) I'm old. I'm not good with those emoji things. (laughs) (laughs) There's a bunch of running jokes now because like a lot of the same people uh, show up all the time. Oh yeah. I'm a I'm a lovable dipshit, I guess. uh, Sometimes (laughs) you know you got to balance out the uh, the darkness of the uh, music, which I don't actually find that depressing. I'm just gonna note parenthetically like i there's there's only like maybe three or four songs in my catalog that i actually find sad most of it's just sort of like drawing power uh and renewal from from whatever suffering or whatever you've gone no 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 that's true like i was telling you before like i I needed time to just meditate and i put your stuff on in the headphones and i'm just like i i felt good after yeah my uh my late friend matt said it best uh when talking about this music he said some ride the plow others fall beneath right and i think uncle center is very much about just riding that plow and um uh, as to new stuff i'm i've I've got 12 or 13 songs um and winters here are long the the (laughs) album title is inherited poisons um but I haven't recorded a single track yet and it's still sort of gestating. I mean, I've been trying out new stuff on, on the live streams and um, yeah, I think it's going to be good. It'll be like a little bit bluesier and stompier than the last one, but I, I do always like to have a, some palate cleansers on there. So we'll probably end on something gentle, even though no one's going to listen to the gentle stuff. Yeah, it's there for me. Oh, I will. <laughs> cool. <laughs> i'm all in uh where can we find you what's, what's your social medias and and all that kind of stuff oh man uh, um uh, i do i do have it here i don't know i don't know <laughs> what they are i read them but my my phone just knows what they are i, I think it's just at uncle sinner on twitter I, I um that's what it is. uncle Sin- it's at uncle sinner music on instagram yep that, that's all I just subscribed word. there. I wasn't even. I didn't even wear. I wasn't aware you're on Instagram until I saw it today. And then I'm like, oh my god, there's like there's stuff on here to watch. This oh yeah, buddy, you got like you got nine hours uh, to spend with me. Good. Uh, just watching my various live streams of you know. So getting, yeah, <laughs> <hitting> this stuff. <laughs> so yeah, so at Uncle Sinner on Twitter, I get it here. Uh, I think it's the same on Instagram. Uncle Skinner Music on Instagram. Not and- Uncle Skinner. Uncle Sinner. Oh, sorry. Oh my God. Yeah, it's Uncle Skinner. Oh my God. Thinking of Leonard. Uncle Sinner. Oh my God. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired. Um, yeah, so go check out uh, Uncle Sinner. He's he's awesome. He's great. And uh, I'm going to talk to you offline because I would like to buy some stuff off of you. So um, sure. let's, uh, I'm just going to go up and see my wife and uh, probably hit the hay. Sounds good. Well, you can just uh, message me on one of my uh, social media we'll accounts. We'll do. Thanks a lot. I really, really appreciate it. Yep. Yeah. Nice meeting you. You too. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having yeah. me, guys. All right. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.